0: Welcome to episode 4 of Travel Glow, Explore Japan and the World. I am your host, Nika, and in today's episode we will talk about verbs. Japanese verbs to be exact. I actually wanted to switch up the main topic after each episode, but after talking to a lot of friends who are also studying Japanese, I learned that a lot of people learn Japanese verb conjugations the complex way. It is not really a wrong way, but you can learn it way easier than you think. And that's why I decided to follow up the How to Start Japanese episode with a verb guide. So if you're interested in a very easy way to conjugate verbs and remember these forms, be sure to listen until the end. You have probably learned how to read and write hiragana, katakana and maybe even a few kanji. You have started with basic greetings and simple sentences with a subject, object, verb sentence order and are now at a point where verbs and verb conjugations are introduced to you. There are a lot of different ways to do so. You can either start with the dictionary form or with the must form. You either get explanations or not. And most courses and textbooks base their conjugation off of the hiragana chart. Learning everything with this chart is the complex way. The best and easiest way to learn the first basic conjugation is by starting with a dictionary form and the present tense using the three main verb groups to conjugate. If you learn these three groups, you have a perfect and stable base for all other verb conjugation forms that may come your way. To give you a personal example, I never learned conjugations with a chart and if you are struggling with verbs and memorizing everything, I will explain to you in more detail what you have to know without feeling lost or your foundation starting to crumble. You do not need to memorize everything. You just have to remember a few keywords and that's it. As I said before, there are three main verb groups. Two of these are conjugated regularly. These three groups are the following ones. First the RU verbs ending with a RU. For example, to see, or taberu, to eat, miru, taberu. Second, the u-verbs, ending with an u. For example, iku, to go, or nomu, to drink, iku, nomu. There are also some verbs that end with ru, but are actually u-verbs. More on that later. And the third group includes the irregular verbs. These are suru, to do, and kuru, to come. These are all so-called dictionary forms. It is called that way because if you look into a dictionary and you search for a verb, it is written in this non-conjugated form, the dictionary form. Now you need to know what a verb base is. This is explained easily with the different verb groups. Let's start with the do verbs. If we now take miru to see, we can divide this verb into a verb base and the suffix RU for the dictionary form. For MIRU, the MI is the base and RU the verb ending. All RU verbs end with the suffix RU, so everything before that is the base. Here are some more examples. TABERU is a RU verb, so when RU at the end indicates the dictionary form, TABE is the base. For OKIRU, to wake up, the base is oki and the du suffix at the end indicates the dictionary form again. Easy, right? For u verbs, this is a little bit different. If we take a look at to drink, nomu, we can see that the last hiragana is a mu. Since this is an u verb, only the suffix u is important to consider this verb a dictionary form. If you get rid of the last u, what remains is the base. So for nomu, the base would be nom. For hanasu, to speak, it is hanas, and the u is for the last suffix again. For iku, the verb base is ik, and for au, to meet, the base is just a. But remember that there are also verb endings with ru that are u verbs. In this case, you also just take away the u. So for example, the verb to come back or to return, kaeru, has the base kaeru. Please remember that normally these spaces cannot be pronounced. The only hiragana character that can stand without a vowel is the N. But for demonstration purposes, I'll try to pronounce it. But how do you know whether or not a verb ending with a really is a RU verb or an U verb? The eru verbs usually end with IRU or ERU. For example, TABERU or MIRU. U-verbs ending with the suffix usually have the vowels A, O or U before the RU. For example, ARU, URU, WAKARU or TORU. But there are 8 exceptions to this rule. These verbs are also ending with IRU or ERU and therefore should be RU verbs, right? But they are actually uverbs. And here is the list. SHIRU, KAERU, ERU. HASHIRU, HAIRU, MAIRU, KIRU, SHABERU This list is easily memorized. But if this still sounds confusing to you, don't worry, because there is a second method to work with. You can also take a look at the present tense to see the differences. Each tense and each form has a different verb ending. These are crucial to identify what exactly you are saying. The verb ending for the present tense is mas. Therefore, the present tense is also often referred to as the mas form. Let's take a look at the conjugations for the present tense. We will start again with the easiest part the do verbs. To conjugate a do verb into the present tense, we just take the verb base, which we learned before, and add a mas at the end. So, for example, TABEDU. To get the verb base, we have to get rid of the -ru suffix first, and then add -mas at the end. So, taberu becomes tabe plus mas equals tabemas. In the spoken language, you often don't pronounce the last u in masu, so it's just mas. If we take a look at some other -ru verbs, it is exactly the same method. Take the base and add -mas. Miru becomes mimas. To form a sentence like I eat or I see, we just add a watashi wa at the front. Watashi wa tabemasu. I eat. Since Japanese conjugations do not change if you speak about someone else instead of I, you also say tabemasu for you eat, he, it eats, we eat, and so on. It is always the same, so congratulations, you can now form a lot of sentences! Let's take a look at the U verbs next. First use the verb base again. Remember me saying that for nomu the base is nom. You might have been wondering why the M is without a vowel since the only letter in Japanese without a vowel is the N, right? Well, this is because we have to add imasu at the end to get the present tense here. So in short, take the base and add imasu. That would mean that nomu to drink, becomes nomimas. I drink, or you drink, or they drink. Here are some more examples, hanasu, hanashimasu. Remember that there is no C sound, so S plus I equals shi. hanashimasu, hanashimasu. iku, ikimasu. kiku, to hear, kikimasu. And now follows the most important part. The base of KAERU, an U-verb, although it ends with eru, is KAERU, so it becomes KAERIMAS. With the present tense you can determine whether or not a verb ending with the suffix RU is actually a RU or an U-verb. If you do not like learning verbs like this, you can also use the general rule I already talked about earlier. Remember that you also have some irregular verbs. These have to be learned individually. But don't worry, there are only two and very few exceptions in later conjugations. No need to run around in circles like you would do in French. Suru becomes shimas in the present tense and kuru becomes kimas. But why is it imas? Well, to give you an explanation, you have to change from the u-row to the i-row. This is also the reason why I am making this episode. Most textbooks or courses and even some universities explain to you that you need to take a look at the hiragana chart and use this to move left one row, starting from the U, since all verbs end with an U, right? If you listened to my How to Start Learning Japanese episode, you might remember me saying that the correct vowel order of the hiragana chart is very important, A, I, U, E, O. So moving one left from the U would be an E, am I correct? And this is what a lot of books teach you in a difficult way, but you only need to know one thing, that you have to change into the I row. In my opinion, working with the chart and telling you to move left is a very complex thinking process for most students. If you learned it that way, you're always looking at a verb in the very beginning of your studies, thinking, okay, I need the present tense, so I have to take a look at the chart. Move one left for this form so I have to change the ku from kiku to ki and add mas so that it becomes kikimas. I hear. Isn't this quite a long thinking process? If you just remember the i, you instantly know that you have to add the i to the last consonant of the verb base for the u-verbs. Or, to explain it in yet another easy way, you have to change the last consonant from the base into the i-row. If you want to learn the conjugations with the chart, this is perfectly fine. But just remember that there is an easier way of thinking. This method can be used for every other conjugation form. Remember the base and remember what is added for which conjugation. To get the base again, just remove the ru or the u suffix, depending on which verb group it belongs to. So for the present tense, add mas for ru verbs or imas for U-Verbs to the base. For the negative present tense, add masen for u verbs or Imasen for U-Verbs to the base. To say tabemasen, I don't eat. There are of course some more conjugations, which I won't go into detail now. But to give you just some very short examples, for the short negative present tense, you add anai to the base, nomanai. For the potential form, you add eru, for example, hanaseru. This again is a ru-verb and can be conjugated into whatever form you like, for example, semas. You will learn these with your textbook eventually, so don't worry if you do not understand these examples right now. Before I finish this episode, I would also like to talk about the verb stem. This is a very commonly used term for Japanese expression forms. To get the verb stem, you have to use the present tense, the mas form. It doesn't matter which group the verb belongs to. All you have to do is take off the mas, and what remains is the so-called verb stem. So, what is the stem of taberu? You conjugate it into the present tense and take off the mas. That means taberu becomes tabemas minus the mas, tabe. So tabe is the stem of taberu. For RU verbs, the stem equals the base. For NOMU, the verb stem is NOMI, because if you conjugate NOMU into NOMIMASU and ignore the mas at the end, NOMI remains. The same applies for HANASHI as the verb stem of HANASU, or even more, IKU, IKI, KAERU, KAERI, KIKU, KIKI. To give you yet another way of thinking, you have to change the last U from the U-verbs only into an I. hajimaru, hajimari. I hope this wasn't too much input, but the verb stem is very important. Just remember that when you get explained for one expression to use the verb stem and add something to it, it is referred to that. For example, to express I want to (laughs) verb an action, you add a tides at the end of the stem. Ikitaides, I want to go. Kiki tides, I want to hear. Remember the verb base and the verb stem and their differences. And you're good to go for every Japanese conjugation and expression. And here is my last and final pro tip. Always learn new verbs with the dictionary and the mas form, like taberu, tabemas. This way, you can remember easily which verb belongs to which group and what the verb stem is. Here are some last examples. And if you already learned about particles, also learn the corresponding particle with each verb. This saves you a lot of pain later on well and this is it i hope this helped you with your japanese verb studies a huge thank you to my classmate and friend Yannika, who helped me with the concept and the structure of this guide we all learned these things i talked about today with the genki textbooks this is not sponsored but just an honest recommendation for you having a teacher who can explain this to you in the most easiest way while also adding an answer to the why question is very important and crucial in anybody's learning process. If this was too much information for you to process, I also have this whole guide written as a blog post on my travel blog, structured exactly like this podcast's episode. I also have a free handout to download on my blog, so feel free to check this out as well. If you have some more questions, feel free to contact me. I am also always happy to receive recommendations, suggestions and feedback. If this episode helped you, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one. Next time we will talk about something more personal. I asked what you wanted to listen to and Airport Stories won. I have a lot of funny and interesting stories to share from my work experience there. So thank you all so much for tuning in today. I am Nika, and you listen to Travel Glow, Explore Japan and the World. Until next time, and stay sparkly. Bye bye.